Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Three hundred over three hundred and fifty separate requests you've demanded of Twitter. Why are you harassing them? Twitter has a history of lax security and privacy policies. You've asked for every single communication relating to Elon Musk, not communications that he just sent to someone or some or communications he received, but any time he's mentioned. That, that actually seems more, actually more than harassment. That seems like almost an obsession. Why, why, the, why, why such an intense focus? So, Congressman, again, it was found that Twitter's lax privacy policies allowed unauthorized users to co-opt Twitter accounts, including that of Fox News. Subsequently, Twitter voluntarily entered into a consent order with the FTC. Here's what you wrote in December, Madam Chair. Here's what you wrote in December. Identify all journalists and other members of the media to whom Twitter has granted access since Musk bought the company. You want to know the name of every journalist a private company has talked to? Think that's consistent with the First Amendment? Congressman, as a former journalist, I take extremely seriously the valuable work that they do and understand that there can be instances in which government action is unjustified. Particularly, Madam Chair, if I could, if I could just interject, particularly in the context here. I mean, it's bad enough if you got government asking a private company about who are the journalists you're talking to. You name four of them and say we want the other names of any journalists you may, in fact, be communicating with. That's bad enough, and I think a threat to the First Amendment freedom of the press. But in the context of giving us information about how government had suppressed speech on these platforms, that's the context you're asking for. I think that's particularly troubling, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do, Congressman Jordan. I'm so glad you asked. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What is going on? 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That is the number that is uh, the head of the FTC answering questions from uh, Jim Jordan. You understand how deep the, not only the censorship, but the demand for fealty goes. You can only talk about what we tell you to talk about. You can only share the information that we want you to share. And you cannot share anything else. Not only do we not want it, we want to actively, proactively prohibit it. I mean, when you listen to these people, this was NBC's Ben Collins talking to Joy Reid. You may have missed this. Telling these social media companies what they could say and who they should talk to and asking who they're talking to, totally normal. Oh, Twitter still is a, a dangerous place in terms of disinformation. We know there, there's lots of disinformation you know, about Ukraine. There's lots of Nazi stuff on there. But I wonder if it concentrates it so much that the right-wingers get bored of talking to each other, right? When Twitter is getter, they don't want to be on there. They want to be where the liberals are because they want to own the libs. And they can only do that in places where normal people are. Ah. Uh. Only liberals are normal people. Well, look, uh, there are plenty of conservatives or Republicans uh, or populists who will tell you that only people on the political right are normal people. This is unfortunately where we're at in, in the conversation, but... And I wonder if they start trying to infect and impact threads the same way and whether there are enough guardrails to keep them from coming over there. Because that's one thing I've noticed. They don't like talking to each other. 
they want to talk to normal people, and they can only do that if they break out of their closed platforms and get onto ones where normal people are. Yeah, it's the ever-repeating story of the Internet. Um, this is how it's always gone, by the way. People create these small enclaves where they find themselves to be safe, comfortable, to have regular conversations with their friends. Uh, and then those places become cool or interesting. If people want in on those conversations, they want to become part of that community. They become bigger and bigger. And then eventually they become so big that um, some people with unpopular opinions start to think there's a conspiracy as to why they're getting <laughs> shut down. Sometimes, for example, they create these things called the Twitter files, where they launch GOP congressional investigations to find out why these things are happening. But it turns out maybe their opinions are just not something that people want to listen to. And it's not censorship. It's just, you know, the way it is. It's not us. It's you. Sorry, right ringers. Now, you don't have to listen to somebody who's on the right or on the political left. And sometimes someone on the right or the, or, or the left can just be awful to listen to. But it's not censorship. See, this is where the mythology is. That's a lie from Ben Collins. That's just misinformation. I believe, as the expression goes, of course it was censorship. That is what the Twitter files show. Of course they were working to silence people they disagreed with. They did it with COVID. They did it with a myriad of subjects. They did it with Hunter Biden's laptop. This isn't debate, is it? They're debating it. They are still, they're still litigating it. They got caught. Caught. Because Elon Musk bought the platform, we know for sure what happened. And now Twitter is parlor. It has to be done away with. And everybody has to move to threads because that's where the real conversation's happening. You know, the safe one that, uh, that we decide what gets said. Not where people get to talk, where they decide what gets said. They, you know, they think of themselves as the we. You watch. In a matter of weeks, you'll have uh, all these networks. They won't be showing their Twitter, Twitter handle. They'll be showing their threads handle. Thank goodness Mark Zuckerberg saved them. So now they've got a real platform to work with. And you can just get rid of that Twitter stuff. It's remarkable to witness and to watch. It is so obvious. They told the political right, if you don't like Twitter, leave. If you don't like Twitter, start your own. They started their own. They shut it down. No, Parler, you cannot exist. And then Elon Musk, who is not on the political right by any stretch, buys Twitter. We realize what they've done. They've been exposed. They now can glom onto threads while claiming nothing ever went wrong with Twitter. But Elon Musk made it full of Nazis. That's what he does. Elon Musk gets in, and the next thing you know, the whole thing is full of Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Who doesn't? It's, it's pathetic. But it is the way it is right now. You are dealing with people who are radically, radically dishonest. The, the FTC is going to sit there and tell Jim Jordan that they weren't aggressively speaking with social media companies to try and keep certain conversations from getting out, and they weren't looking for every bit of communication they could so they could go after the people they disagreed with? Of course they were. 
This is what was happening. And when they don't like something, they engage in levels of comparison that are, well, flat-out lies like you just heard from Ben Collins or stuff like this. I actually have zero problem with Tucker engaging with him. I, I think some of those questions should have been a lot tougher. Right. I don't have I think in interview. I think... Peter Bergen interviewed Osama bin Laden. Right, right. Uh, maybe for NBC News or Wall Street Journal, I forget who. And it was celebrated for landing that interview. Like, yeah. Osama bin Laden, one of the most evil people of the last 50 years. Megyn Kelly interviewed Putin. Right. You should interview bad people. Yeah. Like, the bad people are part of the world, and it's important to know and get insight into their mentality. It is, it, it, it is one thing to discuss Tucker Carlson's interview with Andrew Tate and say, oh, either I liked it or I didn't, or he should have or he shouldn't have. Right? That is that is one thing. It's comparable to an interview with Osama bin Laden? That's, um, that's crazy town. But those kinds of comparisons happen all the time to to the nth degree of 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 radicalness and no one ever asks is this the way we're supposed to talk to one another is this the way we're supposed to engage is andrew tate a bad dude i think so people email me oh you got to listen to the interview it's fantastic i have no idea if it's fantastic or not I've not listened to it yet. The only thing I said about the interview that uh, Tucker Carlson did with Andrew Tate is I don't know if it's good for him, if it's good for Tucker. But it, it had, like, last I looked, it had 40 million-some-odd views. How many views does it have now? Can someone tell me? On Twitter, Tony Katz. Just let me know. Right? I, it might be good for business. He's a, he's a controversial figure, and there it is. I heard him talking about... Uh, war. If you believe wars are good guys and bad guys, you don't know. Settle down. There are indeed some wars of good guys and bad guys. There is. To say otherwise is is ridiculous. Are we saying every person is perfect or imperfect? No. If we are, however, discussing the idea of if they win, this happens, and if these people win, this happens, and we would rather group A wins than group B wins because the resultant is better for a society. You don't do that? You can't go through history and do that? Sure, whatever you say, kitten. I can. History can. To say otherwise is nuts. But it's an odd comparison. It's an odd, strange comparison. Interviewing Andrew Tate is like interviewing Osama bin Laden. But sometimes there's just no, there's just no proper filter because people who want to take it to an nth do just that to the nth degree to to a level of of, of ridiculousness. That includes the Girl Scouts. The Girl Scouts of Northern California and their camp culture code. If you want to know, now we know that the Girl Scouts have been woke for a good long time. We know the Boy Scouts have done the same and in varying degrees and with different entities, etc. 
Did you know that they have something called a camp culture code? I pulled this directly from their site. The Girl Scouts of Northern California, directly from their website, where the topics included in the camp culture code, which uh, is intended to set expectations for campers, camp staff, and families ahead of their time at camp, and together we can create a safe and inclusive environment, and you know it goes downhill from there, that celebrates who we are as individuals. So they've got key terms, gender and identity, sexual orientation, disabilities, neurodivergence and accessibility, race and ethnic diversity, faith and spirituality. And they are very, very clear. We all commit to actively building a sense of belonging for all our community members. We ask all staff, volunteers, parents, caregivers, and youth to commit to working towards the practices of LGBTQIA plus allyship, anti-racism, and anti-oppression. And they actually claim that the Girl Scout movement strives to be, quote, a safe place to stand against hate and discuss issues that are dividing our nation. And they continue, if you are someone who is not open to participation in anti-racism and LGBTQIA plus allyship work or allyship work, our camp programs are not a good fit for you and your child. So if you ain't woke, you ain't welcome. If you don't buy in, you are out. You are either with, you're either down for the wokeness or your kid's not good enough to be a Girl Scout. Because we're not developing independent-minded women here. No, 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 no. We, we don't want that. We want everybody to have the exact same thought. Anti-racism is racism. Allyship is nonsense. And LGBTQIA plus is just a bunch of letters taking human beings and turning them into a political movement. The Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts have let girls and boys down. I didn't say you had to be hateful. But that's exactly what you become. It's taking things to this end degree, just this level of how crazy can we make it? Twitter should be a place and social media should be a place where people can engage in debate, where the government is not trying to set the debate and censor others. A guy having a conversation with somebody who's a pretty ugly dude, as an Andrew Tate, in my view, isn't akin to somebody interviewing Osama bin Laden. Just what do you think of the interview? And the Girl Scouts telling you, you have to be fully woke or you're not welcome. Remember, a boy could say they're a girl and join the Girl Scouts. A girl is less welcome than a boy who says they're a girl. And somehow that's the norm. Man, we do live in a weird world. We do. It's no wonder people are, are divided and angry. And Look at all this. 
if you can't recognize that free speech trumps all, if you can't recognize that an interview with a bad dude is different than an interview with a terrorist, and if you can't recognize that the Girl Scouts don't care about girls and they care much more about, you know, being aligned with the right people politically than they are in building up women. I mean, that's what's happening. And right now the bad guys are winning. And if you think it's wrong to lump them all as a uh, conversation of bad guys, well, maybe you don't understand what the good guys are trying to do. I'm Tony Katz. Many people very upset with Burger King for the Burger King uh, Thailand uh, cheeseburger. That is 27 slices of cheese. And no burger. I can't make it up. It's an actual thing. Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today, it's good to be with you. I will get into that story about the salon in Michigan tomorrow. I I, pro- I was going to talk about it today because it's, it's ridiculous. I want to get into it uh, tomorrow if that's all right with you. It is... They claim it's a cheeseburger. It's not a cheeseburger. It's a giant, ridiculously stupid cheese sandwich. By the way, I've been saying stupid a lot. I never say dumb and stupid. They end conversation. Like I consider it the the the, the lowest hanging fruit possible when someone's like, oh, that's so stupid. I just, it, lately, lately there's been a lot of weirdo stuff. This is called the real cheeseburger. It's in Thailand. It is 20 slices of American cheese inside a sesame seed bun. It's a cheese sandwich, people. It's a giant cheese sandwich with 20 slices of cheese. It's real. It, it, it is 109 bots in, uh, in Thailand. They, the, the currency is a bot, B-A-H-T. Comes to $4.70. I don't even know if there's lettuce and tomato on it. I don't know if they melt the cheese. Like, in the picture, it shows that the cheese is all kind of melty. But I don't know. I don't know who buys it. I don't know what's interesting about it. You can't just put 20 slices of cheese on something and say, ta-da. You, you can't get away with that. What, if, what happens if you try that on... on uh, America's top chef or, or chef or one of those kinds of shit. You get destroyed. See, the secret to my cheese sandwich is all the cheese. But if Burger King wanted to be talked about, they got talked about. But is this the kind of thing you want to be, be known for? Why would you want this? Aren't enough people mocking you because you're... Your bur- the only thing Burger King has to its advantage is, is onion rings. Do they still make the onion rings? Because it's the only thing I remember from my youth is the Burger King onion rings. And they were good. They were solid. I haven't had a Whopper in 30 years. And I'm not having the cheese sandwich. Man, what some people will do to get attention. This is Tony Katz today. Protect Joe Biden at all costs. 
Now, you know, and I know, and we know, and they know that we know, and we know that they know that we know that the political left and the media apparatus absolutely believes in this theory. Protect Joe Biden at all costs. He makes a gaffe, don't pay any attention to it. He tells another lie, don't pay any attention to it. He gets bottomless Pinocchios from the, wall, from the Washington Post, don't pay any attention to it. He's slurring his speech, don't pay any attention to it. He doesn't know how to get himself off a stage, don't pay any attention to it. And if anybody brings it up, accuse them of ageism and talk about how Bidenomics is going great. We see this time and again and again. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. And then usually when these things get brought up, it'll immediately turn to, but Trump, you can hate Trump all you want. I don't care. We're talking about the problems with the current president of the United States. And they are problems. And nobody buys into the idea that he skipped this NATO dinner because he was hard at work for the American people. Bullcrap, he was taking a nap. You know it, I know it, they know it, they know we know it, we know that they know we know it. He was taking a nap. He's old and he's tired and he cannot keep up. Age is going to be a factor in this election for the first time. We will not listen to the ageism conversations. When I say the first time, you can argue that they absolutely went after Ronald Reagan on the subject. This one, it will be top story. It cannot be denied. Joe Biden is too old, and people are going to argue that Donald Trump is as well. Except Donald Trump clearly has far more energy than Joe Biden. But this isn't about Trump. This is about Biden not being able to do the job. This is about Biden's incompetence. This is about Biden's lack of awareness. You, you, you understand, you know, you recognize that he's not okay. He doesn't have it all together. That he doesn't necessarily know where he is at all times. And it just looks abusive in so many ways from this White House, from his own wife, Everyone, they don't care. Just put the body out there, roll him out, say a couple of words that nobody can understand because he's slurring this, that, and the other, and then roll him out after he can figure out where he's going. And then when anybody says anything, say, but Trump. This is no way to run a country. And certainly, this is no way to treat the American people who can see They can see. They know that this is an issue. They know that he's not okay. They know with their own eyes that Joe Biden is not all right. What's interesting is when you have members of the press saying, hey, Joe Biden's not okay. Why aren't you his staff doing more to take care of him. This was Mika Brzezinski on um, MSNBC having this conversation, discussing the problem. And the problem as she sees it is not that Joe Biden's 80, it's that his staff isn't doing enough to protect him. They're not doing enough to care for him. Listen. 
And with Reagan, they also managed to schedule very carefully. Yeah, I think his staff needs to own his age. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think they do a good job uh, helping out the president. And I'm not talking about it like I'm just saying if you are managing a president's schedule, and you are managing a president getting on stage and getting off stage and doing getting on planes and getting off planes. And yes, he's 80. You need to be there for him and you need to make a pathway. And you sure as hell better make sure he doesn't fall on a sandbag. Oh. OK, so we're now admitting that he's too old for the job. But note that she's not actually admitting that, even though that's clearly what's being said. She's saying he's too old for the job, but if his staff would just cover for him better, we can squeak it by the American people, those dumbass suckers, and we can get him four more years. Well, really, make him our puppet for four more years. And I blame the staff for that. I mean, these are the things that are going to hurt him. These are things that are going to be played on a loop. Okay, let him do his job, let him do his speeches, let him work on policy, let him do his connections in Congress, unlike any president that we've seen, uh, I I don't know, since Clinton. But my God, make sure, you know, your Secret Service, you're his staff, that you were there and you're telling him what's next. And it's not because don't don't take this as, oh, he can't even get from one place to another. When you're busy and you're on stage and we've been on stage, I've done speeches and I'm so nervous. I'm doing the speech. I'm trying to get it right. And when it's done, I don't know which way to go. And hold on a second. Can we just 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 a moment? Oh, okay. I've done speeches. I've been on stage. I know where to go. And the reason I know where to go is that I know where I came in from. So I know where to exit. But let's argue that I didn't know where to go. Can't I just walk in a direction? Must I, at every single time I'm getting off a stage... Be confused about where I'm at. It's not that every now and again he heads in the wrong direction. You remember that famous one of George Bush going to leave a room and the door was locked? It's very funny. It's very funny. It can happen. No one's arguing that it can't happen. Of course it can happen. The issue here is that it always happens. When the big bunny rabbit the guy, whoever was dressed in the bunny suit, some people said it was Jen Psaki. I don't know if it was or it wasn't. Maybe it really was. I don't think it was. Uh, and and Biden had to be directed back to the event. Um, do you think that's normal? How do you think that looks? If there's already a perception of he's too old, you don't magnify the perception. What Mika is discussing here is don't let people see it. But isn't it too late? Like, couldn't we argue that it's too late? Everyone's already seen it. So what are you even talking about? Don't let people see it. Everyone's already seen it. It's already there. Cat's out of the bag. Now you're going to tell us? Now you're going to say to us, no, 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 no. If you don't tell people now, if you just cover it up now, you can absolutely fool everyone. The cat's stealing you. The oyster's shucking you, I told him. You got the right ta-ta, but the wrong ho-ho. By the way, one of John Candy's finest performances. It's short. I would love to see the uncut version of JFK. That's the movie that's from. Oh, 
Candy is so good in that role as that lawyer. So good. Better than good. Gone too Gone too soon, Uncle Buck. Gone too soon. Mika is relentless in the audacity. I'm looking for direction. So do a better job because you can't have these video images of the president tripping or the president like going the wrong way. It's not going to work in this presidency because his age is going to be a factor. His age is going to be a factor. And it's your job to make sure he gets from one place to another. He can handle the presidency. You have to handle his schedule and where he goes. Well, and, and- What makes you think he can handle the presidency? He just took a nap instead of attending the dinner. How many times does he just take a nap instead of? You know what they told us when he took the nap? And by the way, that's me saying he took a nap. But he didn't attend the dinner because he had a grueling schedule doing the work of the American people. Three days before, he was swimming in Delaware wearing his turtle bathing suit. Little little turtles on it. He wasn't working too hard then. But that night at a NATO summit, he's working too hard? Oh, is that right? Or is it because the sun went down, and when the sun goes down, he gets a little cranky? You think that none of us have aging parents? You think that none of us in America understand the concept of sundowners? Or at least the idea that when the sun sets, uh, your parents of a certain age, they're not as up and with it as they used to be. It's it's. It's just age. It, 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 it happens. Me, I, I don't want to fight age. I want to fight that. I can accept the fact that my body cannot do certain things that it might be able to have done prior. The mind, that's the one. That's the one that I, I, I've made, at least the decision for me. That's the one I want to fight. No, I admit I take better care of my body now than I did 10 years ago. I do more working out now on a regular basis, not necessarily with major weights, just to keep things going, and I will for the rest of my life. Stretching, yoga, what? What is it? Was that funny? Stretching matters. Being limber matters. You're you're 30 right now. It doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, Wait till you're 60. I'm not 60. I'm saying it's going to matter greatly when you realize, my God, I can't even put on my own shoes. I guess I'm getting slip-ons for the rest of my days. When you're searching Amazon for those for those shoehorns that are four feet long, ah, that's because you never figured out how to touch your toes. For the record, yes, I can touch my toes. Do my knees bend? A little bit. I don't have the flexibility in the hamstring uh, that I would like to have to have my knees at, at, a, at a full straight. I didn't I didn't stretch it when I was a kid. I didn't do enough when I was a kid. It came later. I absolutely do it now. Watching. I have made certain decisions watching my parents get older. Oh, oh, whole life changes. Actually, I, I will tell you this, business changes. And, and one day soon, I'll get into it because I'm a man with, with a plan. What I've witnessed over the last couple of years with my parents' health, and man, it it fell apart quick. And I've said this before, that my mother is alive right now is amazing. Over the past year and a half, I thought she was going to be dead three times. I mean, I can share with you where I was when I really thought I had had the last cogent conversation with my mother ever because her mind was just falling apart. 
And then we kind of, we, we actually figured out what was wrong with her. It was a, it was a mix of, of medications and lacking of, of, of certain medications um, that created the, these issues, these, these delirium issues and everything. Else. Oh, it's brutal, brutal. And if you have aging parents, you're like, oh my gosh, that happened to me. It, it, or you've got something different. It's, it's very rough stuff. It's very, very rough. So I've, I've made changes in terms of how I see the future and, and how I want to uh, act in the future, things I clearly have to do now and some things that I want to get into now to ensure the, the, the better future. I've, I've seen that. When you watch Joe Biden, you recognize that this is an old man. What Mika Brzezinski there at M MSNBC is saying is accurate that you want to better help Biden and limit these kinds of moments. The problem is it's too late. You're asking America not to remember. And the answer is no. And when they do remember and they do bring it up, you tell them that it's ageist and you tell them that it's bigoted. You tell them it's disgusting. And how dare they? Wrong. How dare you lie to them? How dare you think that we shouldn't notice what's happening right in front of our face? How Orwellian of you to say the only uh, things that matter are we, what we tell you that matters. Only we can tell you what matters. You can't decide what matters for you. You're getting misinformation. When we tell you what matters, that's the real information. The only thing you need to listen to is what we tell you. You need to listen to what we say. We are the news. We're the ones who decide, and you don't get to decide for yourself. You don't have your own mind. That's the argument Mika Brzezinski is making. That you see it, but maybe they can fool you into not noticing it, not saying it. Maybe they can fool the rest of the country. That is to believe that the rest of the country at this stage of the game hasn't seen it. Now, I'll argue that not everybody is a total freak like you and me. And we're paying attention to these things, we're talking about these things, we're engaged in these things. You, you understand that you're a freak, right? You understand that you are a political junkie freak and the vast majority of Americans just want to know when Taylor Swift is back in concert. That's it. That is all they're interested in. And uh, to a point, they're not necessarily wrong. I think you got to just be aware of all the things. But at this stage of the game, your belief is th this group of Americans uh, who aren't junkies like we are haven't seen that Biden's an old man and maybe you can fool them when it comes to November 24? That's the argument Mika Brzezinski is making. If the staff would just work a little harder, you can lie to those people who aren't paying attention over there so when they finally pay attention, they'll think Joe Biden is young and virile and totally hep to the jive, and they'll vote for him. Man, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of hate. This conversation from Mika should have happened in private, and it should have happened a year and a half ago. And by the way, maybe it did. This is more than just a weird um, admission from Mika. This is actually an admonishment of the Biden administration. And it's, it's man, this is, what's the word I'm looking for when uh, things are flailing out? Desperation. It's a commentary about the desperation that Democrats have regarding Biden and 2024. Yes, 
That's very real. I'm Tony Katz. And we're working the lockstep on to tackle climate crisis, which you've been leaders on for a long time. And uh, in order to literally preserve our planet, it's the only existential threat humanity faces. And we don't have a lot of time, but I'm confident if we continue to work together, we can deal with it. The only existential threat humanity faces is climate change. Oh, sure. You got it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Uh, it's not the Chinese. Nope. Nope, it's not. Radical uh, is, is Islamic terrorism, which still exists. We just don't talk about it as much. Um Look, if you want to argue that conservation has value, I'm in. If you want to argue that the United States should end its sovereignty and go along with other nations and end up with massive wealth transfers, the answer is no. Because that's all we're talking about when we talk about these climate treaties and other things. We're talking about massive wealth transfers. Just like we saw from the, from the uh, what was it, the In- Inflation Reduction Act? It wasn't about inflation. It was about putting money into green projects. Wealth redistribution. That's not an answer. That is a political agenda. Find everything at TonyCats.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.